averaging the fewest air yards per attempt. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yards per attempt. everybody welcome in another fresh edition yards per attempt the 25th day of february 2021 god damn you coronavirus i should be in indianapolis right now at the scouting combine but i am not i'm home like always in my house but i digress there's some stuff going on free agencies less than three weeks away march 17th so it's coming quick folks Everything is happening. Everything's coming quick. And I'll get to it a little bit later with my guest, Bill Zimmerman, a good friend. We talked quarterbacks. We talked all things Raiders. We talked all things Bears. We recapped the Khalil Mack trade. We talked about Derek Carr. We get into a lot of good stuff, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Bill's got a lot of good insight, and it was good to catch up with him and talk all things football. But the news of the day, another quarterback. The last time he did this podcast... I stopped everything and said, Deshaun Watson, you have to go get him if he's available. Well, Deshaun Watson's still available, and it still stands. If you're going to go out and get a Deshaun Watson, and you think that you have the ammo to do it, you probably should do it. Now, we've seen some crazy, ridiculous trade scenarios, not involving the Raiders with Deshaun Watson, but... You know, four first-round picks and Christian McCaffrey and this and that and everybody except Aaron Donald. Look, I understand one of the best quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in the league, but if it's going to take that much, is it really worth it? I'll still stand here and say it is for a guy like Deshaun Watson. And then we get another quarterback today in Russell Wilson. The article comes out today in The Athletic. Some... I wouldn't want to say some scathing things, some behind-the-scene things that were really let out in the open today about Russell Wilson's unhappiness in Seattle. Now, before I get into that, I just want everyone to understand one thing. Yes, I like Derek Carr as the Raiders' starting quarterback. Yes, I think Derek Carr could win with his football team. I think the Raiders could win a Super Bowl. Hear me now, Twitter. I think the Raiders could win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr as their starting quarterback. And I'm not going to back down from that statement. Can they upgrade at the position? Yes, they can. Both things can be true. The Raiders can win with Derek Carr. And yes, they could go and upgrade the position. Yes, if they got Patrick Mahomes, is that an upgrade? Yes. If they got Russell Wilson, is that an upgrade? Yes. Deshaun Watson, yes. A couple other guys, would they be upgrades over Derek Carr? Yes. I'm not saying that the Raiders should stand by and let good quarterback after good quarterback go and not upgrade and not do their due diligence on a position. They should. But if they can't or they won't mortgage the farm for Russell Wilson, because it's going to take at least three first-round picks for Wilson, it's probably going to take more to get Deshaun Watson. Are you willing to mortgage that much of the future when you have glaring holes everywhere on this football team? 
sands a couple areas. Everywhere. Just because Russell Wilson's here, and I understand why people get so animated about it. Derek Carr's probably not going to win you football games. He's not going to take the team on his shoulders like a Russell Wilson or Watson and win you football games. He's probably not going to do that in most cases, even though he did it versus Kansas City this year, and he almost did it versus Kansas City the second time. But he's not going to do that. But is it willing to give so much up that you can't address the other spots in your team because you want to go out and get that quarterback? So if you get Russell Wilson and you put Russell Wilson on last year's Raider team that went 8-8, eight and eight, what are they? Are they 10-6? and six? Are they 11-5? and five? Are they 9-7? and seven? How many more wins would a guy like that account for? Stay tuned for this conversation with Bill Zimmerman, executive producer of Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM. He's got a Bears podcast if you're into that, but we talk all things quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. We, we dove big time into the quarterback market because that's the story of the offseason. So take a listen to this. All right, everybody. Let's welcome in a special guest here. Known him a long time. Bill Zimmerman, executive producer of Mad Dog Sports Radio. You can catch his pet, his podcast, Bears Banter, SB Nation, talking all things Chicago Bears. He's a funny guy on Twitter. You can go follow him on there as well. Bill, how the hell are you? I know we talk every single day, but it's good to chat in this little forum because there's a lot going on. Eddie, what's going on, my man? Good to be on. How's everything? It's Everything's good. Just living in this virtual world like everybody else. And we're just awaiting... I don't know what the word is, the wave of news to come down on us. But I'm a little skeptical, and I'll ask you this to start. Everyone keeps saying this offseason is going to be, oh, my God, the madness. It's going to be so crazy. I'm not so sure it's going to be as crazy as everybody expects. Now, look, there are going to be a lot of guys out there in the free agent market. There's going to be a lot of cuts because the salary cap is going to be all over the place. But if you had a guess today, the 25th day of February 2021, do you think it's going to be a monumental offseason or do you think it's going to be a, a typical NFL offseason? I think it'll be obviously closer to typical NFL offseason. Quarterbacks always drive the free agent hoopla and you know last year we're coming off Tom Brady and all that so you know it's tough to, mi- to mimic that. Now Russell Wilson and, and Deshaun Watson you know you know we'll put that aside for now because obviously if anything happens there that's gonna that's gonna you know obviously change things a lot but here's what I would say. I think there's an opportunity that we are going to see some good teams, some very good teams, grab a lot of one-year deals on veteran players who are just going to get squeezed out because the teams don't have the money to give them those three, four-year deals with a a decent guaranteed check. So I think we're going to see these guys go, well, screw it. For one year, let me jump on with with Seattle or let let me jump on with, you know, whoever it might be, Kansas City. And just just ride the train and see if I can help win a Super Bowl. I could see that talking about one of your guys. I could see that with Allen Robinson. Now you guys might franchise tag end up franchising him, working out a long term deal, which you probably should. But if you don't, I could see Allen Robinson going that route, signing a one year deal with a quarterback that can get him the stats, pad him, and then when the situation plays itself out next year, he might be able to cash in. A guy like Allen Robinson kind of fits that bill, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely fits it. And if the Bears don't tag him, he's gone. Yeah. He's not happy with Chicago right now. He's he's sick of Ryan Pace and, and Ryan Pace's contract games. So he's annoyed. So if the Bears – I would expect the Bears to tag him. I think that's an 80%, 90% likelihood that they would do it, at least at the minimum of tagging him and trying to trade him for a draft pick. 
But I think what the Bears are probably hoping they do, tag Allen Robinson, find a quarterback, and a year from now, Allen Robinson's happy because he just had 1,500 yards and, and 16 touchdowns yeah. with a good quarterback, and then they can give him the long-term deal. But at that point then, a year from now, if the Bears didn't find a quarterback and Robinson was forced to play on the tag, if that's what ends up happening, I think he'll walk a year from now. He's The only reason he's even in Chicago's plans is because of that tag. Absolutely. But I, I guess the next order of business, there's a congratulations to be had here for both of us and both of our football teams, because today the news comes out. First, it was the article in The Athletic. And if you haven't a chance to read it, the article in The Athletic about Russell Wilson's relationship with the Seahawks, a lot of juicy stuff in there, a lot of, a lot of stuff that behind the scenes that people didn't really know about. But it names the Las Vegas Raiders, the <laughs> Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints as possibilities for a trade for Russell Wilson. Now, it comes with a caveat. It comes with, it's probably still going to work out with Seattle, but if he wanted to, if he, want, if he was going to be traded, he'd pick those four teams. It's basically like saying, I'm married, but if I was going to get divorced, these are the four, <laughs> these are the four women that I would like to be associated with. Am I right? So, Russell Wilson, the article comes out today. Schefter's tweet comes out today. What were your first initial thoughts on A, Seahawks letting go of Russell Wilson, and B, both of our football teams being named as possible destinations. Yeah, it, the, the problem with, with these – look, I love them. They're fun. I love yeah. to have fun with them. But you sit there and go, could, is Seattle really going to do this? <laughs> like, can, are they really – no matter – are they really going to do this? I just have a hard time seeing it. But, look, there is, there is, there's definitely splinter. There, there's definitely some issues there right now. If they can't figure it out – and that, those issues – there's been issues in the past. We've heard Richard Sherman talk about – you know, players not liking Russ because of how he's, you know, all sorts of stuff. We, we know that the Russell Wilson dynamic in Seattle is a, a slippery slope. But if they get to the point where, like, let's, let's trade him, let, let, let's look at the teams here. And I sit there and go, thank God he's married to Ciara because there's no reason for the Chicago Bears to be in this group except the fact that she would have a major market and, and could do some stuff there. And a lot of players do like Matt Nagy. Um, you could say what you want about him as a head coach, but he's a player's coach. A lot of players like him. So, you know, that might have a little bit to play for Russell Wilson, but if Russell Wilson was a single guy, the Chicago bears would not be on no, his list, but no. I will happily be in the final four here. It, it, it was kind of, it, it catch you off guard. Now speaking for Raider fans here, and a lot of people listening, are obviously Raider fans, but from our team's perspective, we are linked to every single quarterback that possibly comes available on the market. Just because John Gruden did TV and John Gruden obviously is smitten with a lot of quarterbacks. So anytime a quarterback is going to be moved or drafted, the Raiders are linked there. So I always take it with, you know, a grain of salt to say like, are they using the Raiders as leverage to, you know, draw up the, the, the asking price or whatever you will, or is it really, really, you know, is there gas on the flame for, for the Vegas Raiders? I could see the Cowboys thing in one instance. It's like, for whatever reason, they don't want to give Dak Prescott a long-term deal. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's coming off the injury. Maybe they just don't think he's the guy. So Jerry's got all the money in the world. Obviously, he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe that's appealing to Russell. I don't get the Saints whatsoever. I don't know where the hell the Saints came in. You know, why would Russell Wilson want to be come after Drew Brees and play in Drew Brees' shadow? I know they got weapons and stuff like that. So I just, like you said, I don't Watson, Wilson the amount of capital that you have to give up, why would these teams trade these players? Because again, you're going to get first. All right. Say you're the bears, right? Say you're, you're Ryan Pace and you know, you're going to lose your job probably next year. If you don't find a solution to quarterback, 
Why not trade four first round picks for Russell Wilson or Deshaun sure. Watson and go and go go all in? But again, if you're Seattle, you get four first round picks back. That's great. Russell's going to be better, and you're not guaranteed to hit on those picks. I don't understand the fascination of wanting to trade for all these first round picks. The first round picks are not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, look. I understand how much these teams, they, they love their first-round picks, especially if you can get, you know, high-level first-round picks. Now, now, Seattle, if they made a trade with, say, the Bears or any of these teams, honestly, when you put Russell Wilson on that team, they're not going to be expecting the number seven pick in the draft. No, they're going to be they're in the 20s. They're going to be expecting a yeah. pick in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. So you sit there and go, there is there's no, what, a 50% hit rate on a solid player, 60% hit rate maybe in the 20s? Maybe, maybe. You know, it's – when you sit there and kind of do the math and say, all right, you're going to get two solid players for Russell Wilson under, yeah, sure, control, cheap contract, all that. It really, you sit there and go, are you really, you know, you're not bettering your team, but are you actually making an inroad to rebuild the roster? Now, look, you see how Miami did it with picks. Miami got some high, high picks. They still got more picks coming. So it can be done. And Miami definitely seems like a team that's, that's on the come, but you when you trade a player at that elk, especially at a, at a quarterback position, you just can't get the return. And that's, you know, and, and John Gruden, actually, you know, we, we saw quotes from him when he was talking about Deshaun Watson on, uh, I think it was Richard Sherman's podcast, Yeah, yep. uh, you know, a month ago, whatever it was, saying, you know, seven first-round picks isn't enough for Deshaun Watson because, you know, Gruden gets it. And I get that Gruden's favorite quarterback is his next quarterback, and if he can upgrade Derek Carr, he'll upgrade Derek Carr. But – it's not easy to upgrade Derek Carr and the cost to upgrade Derek Carr. Now he'll get a cost for sending Carr somewhere else, but it's really, you know, you really have to wonder exactly how, just tell Russell Wilson you're staying and just sorry. You're well, that, that, that's, a, that's the point too. And I was talking about this with Jim and Pat earlier today. These NFL players are acting like this is – they see what the NBA players are doing. You see it all the time, Mad Dog Sports Radio. You guys talk about it constantly. They see NBA players forcing their hand. They see James Harden saying, I'm not playing for you no more. You better trade me. They want that type of leverage and that type of power to be able to say, like, I want to be out of here. Just like Antonio Brown. I want to be out of Pittsburgh. Get me out of here. So I think they want that type of power. I could see a Russell Wilson. I don't know so much about Deshaun Watson. He's a low-key type of guy. But I think Watson – wants that to say, hey, I went out on my own terms. I didn't want to play for Seattle anymore, and I forced them to trade me. And if I was you, it's the same thing. You're not going anywhere. We just gave you a huge contract 19 months ago. Watson, you just signed a contract 19 months ago. You're not going anywhere. You want to sit out and hold out a camp? You could hold out. Not everybody, and I'm going to say this as nice as I can, but I'm not. Not everybody is as stupid as Le'Veon Bell to sit out a whole year and throw money down the toilet to prove a point, to come back. Like, Russell Wilson's not going to sit out the entire year next year. Deshaun Watson's not going to sit out and play you know, the whole year and not play football. It's just crazy. So, if you had a bet, again, the 25th day of February, 2021, we have a long way to go before September. Is Russell Wilson a Seahawk? Is Deshaun Watson a Texan? And if not, where are they? Russell Wilson is absolutely a Seahawk. 100%. Deshaun Watson... I still think he's more, more likely than not a Texan, but I do think there's a chance. I'm only going to say he's a Texan 60% likely. Though. And if he gets moved, I'm going to say Carolina Panthers. Gets yeah. him out of the AFC. You get a top 10 pick. If they 
want Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to have Teddy Bridgewater. They won't care. But not only will they give up the draft picks, you can get like a young edge with control like Brian Burns. Burns they have yeah. Jeremy Chin. They've got plenty of young guys that they could, they could unload to the Texans and make a pretty attractive package. But in, in terms of holding out, like you said, Le'Veon Bell was the guy I was going to bring up. Like he flushed his career down the toilet. Down the toilet. He, he wasted so money. much money. So much money he, he lost out on because he was too prideful or whatever you want to call it. Yep, and he took the most money he could get, which was the Jets. Bad situation, had bad seasons, and, you know, gone. There it is. Like, he, now he's a backup. Like, yeah. I get running backs are different than, obviously, quarterbacks, but that is a huge risk he took, and it completely backfired on him. Quarterbacks, like, it's not like Russell Wilson has a year left even or anything. No. He's got, I think it's three years left on his contract. Like, if Russ says, I'm holding up, be like, all right, fine, but your locker's not moving, and you're yeah. starting week one. And if you have a problem with that, then you're going to have to continue to hold out. We're not, we're not trading you. We won't get that value for you. So, you know, we're happy to sit down with you. We're happy to have conversations and try and work out our differences. But you're our franchise. You're not going anywhere. That's, that would have to be my attitude if I was running the team. The, the quote that really stuck out to me in the article was, and I never thought Russell this player, and maybe he's not, maybe he just came off that. You know, he was basically saying, it wasn't a lot in the article about him saying, I, I want more Super Bowls, I want to win, I want this. He, he kind of said it by saying, I want to improve the offensive line. I got pissed off watching the Super Bowl. But the thing was, like, he's, I'm chasing the greats. I'm chasing all these guys. Like, he's basically pissed off because through the first eight games last year, they were throwing the ball all over the place. He was in the MVP talk. And then Pete Carroll kind of took the reins back and said, we got to run the ball a little bit more. And his stats kind of sucked. So that, that, that comment to me kind of, took me back a little bit and said, like, hey, Russ, like, what are we trying to do here? You, you want to just put up 50 touchdowns a year and 5,000 yards and we don't care, like, where we're playing? Or is it, like, winning still? Look, this guy should, should have two Super Bowls by now. So I, I get what he's, he's kind of saying, but that kind of took me back a little bit about Russ. But I agree with you. I think Russ is, is with the Seahawks. It's, it's fun to talk about. Everybody, look, one of the Raider beat writers said it best today. He said there's absolutely nothing else going on. It's fun to talk about before the real craziness starts. So it gets me to my next point. And this is the, you've seen it. You got wrapped up in Raiders Twitter over the past couple. <laughs> oh my God. Raiders over the Twitter. past couple. It's, it's a, it's a special place, Bill, a special place <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, Derek Carr. Now I want your opinion as a, you know, a media member, as a fan, as an outsider from the bears perspective, what is your opinion of Derek Carr, the quarterback? I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. If you want to use the term very good, you can, he is not elite. He is not in that top tier. I think he's basically reached his ceiling. I don't think he's ever going to be elite. But that doesn't mean you can't be a very good quarterback and, you know, win Super Bowls with, with that quarterback. I was quite surprised. I just put out some tweets about Derek Carr <laughs> because, you know, he's been, he's been rumored with the Bears a couple times. He was rumored with the Bears last year. I mean, the Clearly, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, like Derek Carr, they're going to continue to check in with Mayock and Gruden and be like, hey, you know, if you're, if you're willing, we're able. So that's going to continue to happen. So those they're going to keep getting linked there. So I put out some tweaks about Derek Carr, and I think you retweeted me into the Raiders, uh, Raiders Ra Twitter. and Raider, Raider, Cody. Co Raider Cody, oh, man. And, and, and for an entire weekend, like, I just shut down my Twitter because <laughs> everyone was just screaming in my mentions. And, like, I could have muted the conversation, but I kind of wanted to keep checking in and seeing. I Welcome mean, to my life, Bill. Welcome to my screaming. life. I mean, uh, Bears Twitter is the exact same arguments 
over Mitch Trubisky. We've got half of Bears Twitter in love with Mitch Trubisky. The man can't can't throw a, a football. And I'm sitting here going, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. We, you're not upgrading. There's like Carr's, what, 10 to 15, that range, I would say, Probably. if you're ranking quarterbacks in the NFL. There's only a handful of quarterbacks that you can improve upon Derek Carr. You can win with Derek Carr. It is not Derek Carr's fault that this defense is – if it has a good season, it's ranked 22nd. This defense is 25th to 32nd seemingly every, single every year. year. Every year. They haven't figured it out. You know, they had Cleo Mack. They traded him. That's fine. You said you want to get to that. But, you know, Cleo Mack can't play the other 10 positions either. They've never figured out the defense with Derek Carr. And if you don't figure out the deal, Derek Carr's not Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning can go 12-4 and four with the 31st-ranked defense. He's we not Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson either. That's the point I think people want to say, but he's not those guys either. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And Deshaun Watson had an XFL roster and went 4-12. and 12. He had yeah. a great season, but he couldn't do anything. Like, you have to have some semblance of a supporting cast. Offensively, they have it multiple times. They've had some talent for him to throw to and everything. They haven't figured out the defensive side of the ball. And until they do, you know, the Raiders are going to stuck being going 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, and seven with Derek Carr. Would you, if you were in the front office for the Bears, what would you give up for a Derek Carr? Obviously, it's a one is, is an easy thing. What would you give up? Would Bears fans be really pissed off giving up two ones for Derek Carr? That's where I think the conversation is. I think the – and maybe, maybe you do something, in essence, like the Colts did with Carson Wentz. Escalators maybe the, the compromise tough, yeah. there is, here's, here's the first-round pick, and you know, let's say Derek Carr gets moved this year because the Raiders actually get Watson or get yeah. – you know, Wilson or whatever it might be. So cars on the block. If you get Derek Carr and you can, you, you say, all right, here's number 20. That's the Bears pick this year. No, no brainer. Put that in. Conditional first, second in 2022, depending on, you know, Carson Wentz, it's just about the amount of snaps he takes. That's not Derek Carr. Derek Carr has to have some sort of, you know, whether it's team success, whether Playoffs it's or personal success, yeah. you gotta have some sort of conditional there. Um, and maybe that's how you soften the blow on two ones. The idea of straight two ones. Now there are Bears fans that aren't are in as I don't want to say in love. It's not like I think Derek Carr's like I said elite, but there's plenty. There are Bears fans when I was kind of getting in those conversations that didn't love the idea of two ones and two ones. You kind of sit there and go, you know, because it's you're not. You gave up two ones for Mac, (laughs) so you gave you you already we already played this game already. And and we actually had that conversation. I'm like, if the Bears traded two ones for Derek Carr this offseason, the Raiders would literally have. The Bears' first round picks for four <laughs> consecutive years. I don't so, want to have to. I don't want to root for the Bears. I was, you know, I was sick to my stomach having to root against the Bears every, you know, just for a better draft pick for the better part of two years. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, like, but the point that a lot of people miss, and we'll get to Marcus Mariota next. There's not enough good quarterbacks in this league to go around. There's not a 32. There is extremely really good quarterbacks in this league. That's why the the price for these guys is so steep. People misconstrued what I say is when I support Derek Carr, they misconstrued it that I think he's the best quarterback that ever lived. No. Do I think Deshaun Watson's an upgrade? Of course. Do I think Russell Wilson's up upgrade? Of course. These players are upgrade. I also saw when Raiders Twitter wanted to draft Dwayne Haskins to get rid of Carr. So, I mean, they've been trying to get rid of this guy for years and years and years and years. And I, I just don't think Gruden, as much as he's, you know, in love with everybody, I just don't think he's unless you get a guy like that. But again, you're not going to mortgage your future, which leads me to Marcus Mariota. Now, the Mariota conversation went from they're going to trade him, they get compensation for him, to now they they might cut him because no one's going to trade for him. 
to me, this is absolute insanity. And I talked about this already. It's insanity for the Raiders, unless they're in dire straits of cap space, they would clear 10 million. So they might need that 10 million to, you know, maybe go out and get someone that can tackle. But if they don't, why would you not hold on to this guy? Let the chips fall where they may in the draft or free agency. See who's left without it. And I'm not saying Marcus Mariota is a, you know, elite quarterback anymore. But could, could he get the job done? He probably could get the job done for some teams. So would you be as po- – what are your thoughts on Mariota? Would you give up a mid-round pick for Marcus Mariota? Would Bears fans be amenable to having Mariota as a starting quarterback next year? I think sub-Bears fans would be okay with it. But I think pretty much all Bears fans would realize that what – George McCaskey, the chairman of the the Bears, uh, what he basically set forth in the postseason press conference of we're going to figure out the quarterback position, Pace and Nagy are going to figure out the quarterback position, basically giving them an or else. Marcus Mariota means the Bears didn't get done what they wanted to get done. They settled for Marcus Mariota. Now, is he worth a draft pick? Sure, he's worth a draft pick. Where is that? The issue I would say is I would not give up a third-round pick for Marcus Mariota, and the Bears don't have a fourth. I think a fourth-round pick for Marcus Mariota is fair. Yeah. So if the Bears were going to trade for him, it'd have to be a fifth. And obviously, if you wait till after the draft, if you wait a while, you know, you're going to be getting probably a conditional 2022 pick, which is fine. If I was the Raiders, I would absolutely do that. And I think – and again, and I was actually talking about someone with this today. Like, if, if – and I'll do this from the Bears' perspective. The Bears should play the long game in terms of how to do this quarterback position. Now we see Russell Wilson might get traded. See where that goes. Deshaun Watson, see where that goes. Obviously, where they end up if they are traded. Does that open up another quarterback? Does Atlanta, you know, if Atlanta drafts Trey Lance, I think they probably sit on Matt Ryan for yeah. a year. But if Atlanta drafts Zach Wilson, I think Wilson's out there week one. You're not gonna, you're not gonna Eli Manning, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan. You're gonna trade yeah. him and find a spot. And yeah. you get Matt Ryan on draft day for the 20th pick, maybe even a second round pick. I don't know what kind of desperation Atlanta's gonna have to move him at that point. So let it come to you. And by that being said, there are going to be some lesser quarterbacks available in May because of what the salary cap is this year. Their teams are going to play things out. So maybe Tyrod Taylor still needs a home. Maybe Marcus Mariota is still on the Raiders. Ryan Fitzpatrick, baby. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. The, the, there are so there are not enough quarterbacks, and teams are going to be shooting for the moon, trying to get rookies, whatever it might be, and they're going to not know what their quarterback situation is until after the draft. So there is no rush to try and clear this cap space. And even if you're the Raiders and you're, you're, if you are tight and the Bears are tight, they're going to have to you know, backload some contracts and restructure some things as well. There's, there's no point to rush this. Just wait. And, you know, if you June 1st Marcus Mariota because you couldn't get rid of him, and, yeah. okay, fine. But there's no point to do it right now. That's what I said. It would make no sense for them to cut him tomorrow just to, so he can go, what, sign with the team of his choice, and then, you know, you get nothing out of it. It makes absolutely no sense. But you have Nathan Peterman on the roster, and he's great. Listen, he's a grinder. He's a Gruden special. You know, in the back of John, Gruden, John Gruden's mind, he thinks of him, I'm going to keep this guy in the roster until he turns into Rich Gannon. That's, you know that's, gonna, that's the case. I'm going to mold this guy into the next freaking Rich Gannon. He's got mobility, man. He's got – I don't think – I don't think Gruden is the same guy anymore. Look, he's the same sticky guy, same nonsense he does, but I don't think he's that, you know, willy-nilly, my quarterbacks are going to be fly by night. I think he's a little more set in his ways. I think he, you know, sees the talent in Derek Carr. I think he sees what he has and doesn't kind of want to ruffle the fez a little bit. So we'll end, we'll, we'll end on this note, and I don't want to – it's going to bring up some bad memories for Raider fans, maybe good, maybe bad. 
as we sit here today, it's a couple years later, and I don't want to get into stats and who's doing this and who's doing that. From a Bears perspective, if you had to do it again, would you do the Khalil Mack trade again? I would do it again, especially from a fan, a fandom of just, I love watching this guy play. He's yeah. a wrecking ball. He's fun. Um, now, if I'm going to put on my analyst hat and be objective, um, I think he was still worth the capital that they gave up for him. But in terms of the contract, if I'm being 100% fair, Khalil Mack has not lived up to the contract that the Bears gave. It's not to say he isn't great. It's not to say he isn't one of the top, you know, if not the best edge, one of the top two, three edges in the game. He is. But, you know, at some point, he had to get home more. He, you know, the Bears, the Bears paid him to get 15 sacks. And the I first, understand the first year he was, he was, you know, it really, yeah. Raider fans and everybody listened to this, it literally killed us because it, you guys were on national TV all the time. He was wrecking every national TV game. He absolutely wrecked the entire game. I mean, I know the Bears lost to the Packers week one, but he oh was, my God. He, he, he almost won the game single-handed. He was, he he was, was unstoppable. Monster. He was unstoppable. I, I, I agree with that. Like, watch that first year. I was like, this is the worst possible scenario in the history because you guys were good, number one, so the pick wasn't as good, and he was literally just destroying dudes. But continue, sorry. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Now, the second and third year, both times things have come out, he's had nagging injuries with the back and then and, and some leg issues and stuff. So he hasn't been 100% healthy. But, and again, you know, you look at PFF grades, highest rated edge, and you look at his pressures, his pressures are there. He's double teamed all the time. Yeah, and, you know, as, as a Bears fan, and I'm sure Raiders fans understand, when you see instant replays, Khalil Mack's in a chokehold every <laughs> other play, and they're not going to call holding because they want to protect the quarterback. So all these things play into it. But at the same time, he's not getting paid 20 plus million dollars a year for eight and a half sacks a year. And that's basically what he's been doing the last couple of years. Now, again, it goes beyond that. You know, Brian Pace had this starry vision of Akeem Hicks and Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack and just having this unstoppable pass rush. And the Bears pass rush this year was average. It wasn't yeah. bad, yeah. but it was not an elite pass rush. So what they expected to get from Mac, they have gotten to a certain extent, and he's had he's still having you know wrecking ball games. I mean, we were texting. I remember this year yeah. with the Tampa Bay game, had a little bit of a quiet first half, and then end of the first half and the second half, he was a wrecking ball. He was yeah. all over Tom Brady's business. He's flipping Brandon Burst up in the air, yeah. and you just sit there and, and you marvel at his his abilities. So the the talents there, the the production has been pretty good. I still am okay with the the compensation that they gave up for him. But like I said, going to the contract hasn't quite lived up to the contract. He hasn't been Aaron Donald. No. And see, I'll say this too. It's a cautionary tale on both sides, because again, you, you took the player, you got what you got in the first year and it was tremendous. And you've gotten, you know, production, the, the, the years out of it. And you traded the draft picks and the draft capital, which the Raiders received to rebuild the roster, which the first year, the first draft, they really did. They got a bunch of starters, but, it's kind of a cautionary tale because it's just not as easy as we talked about before. You get these draft picks, and if you have a historic draft class, you're like, great. You know, we got all these guys. We rebuilt the roster. It's just not that easy. So, like, getting all these guys, if I was a GM or a coach in this league, I would be like, listen, get these first-round picks out of here. Let me get the, 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 you know, the guy. If I had a trade for Clomac, I would do it. I think Raider fans, as we sit here today – I think they're still, you know, kind of shook up about the Khalil Mack trade. He was one of our fan favorites. But if Khalil Mack was on these bad Raider teams, would it have made a difference? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, history will never tell. Billy, this was great. One last question for you. Who, 
I said it to start it. The quarterback limbo might say the same. We think Russell's going to stay in Seattle. Deshaun might get traded still. I think Carr's the Raider quarterback week one. Who is the Bears' starting quarterback week one? Well, I, I've had a – you know, people have asked me that a bunch of times, and the name I keep going back to is Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't know if the Niners are going to move him. I know Lynch said they're not going to move him, but all that means nothing. is they're not – they don't think they're going to be able to upgrade with a veteran, so they'll see what they could do in the draft. That, you know, there's nothing, nothing to that at, the, at this point. But I just – I haven't heard much about the Bears even really, you know, poking their heads around there, so I don't know if that's the case. I am going to go out on a limb, and I've been kind of here for the last few days, and I, and I brought, it, brought this guy up when I was talking about the draft. Matt Ryan. I think the Bears are going to end up with Matt Ryan because I think the Falcons are going to make a move. I think Zach Wilson or Fields, I think they're going to go, they're going to get a quarterback. The Falcons are not a franchise that have top five picks very often. No. They're sitting there. They got a 35, 36-year-old quarterback in Matt Ryan, who's a statue, who eventually is going to get hurt. And go get that quarterback sit down with Matt Ryan and, you know, I, Bears fans go, he's a dome quarterback, but this is, this is a guy who's from the Northeast played at Boston college. Oh, gosh, like, yeah. It's not, not afraid of the cold. So that's the guy I think the Bears sit back draft day. We see the Falcons get uh, a new quarterback and Matt Ryan gets moved to Chicago. All right. You heard it here first. Matty Ice going to uh, Chicago, not Derek Carr, even though that will make Billy Z very, very, I sweet. would love Derek Carr. You know that we've been, <laughs> Dude, really appreciate the time. I'm sure we'll talk uh, pretty soon here. All right, next time we can break down Damon Arnett. Absolutely. Never again. (laughs) See you, Billy. (laughs) See you.